Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. The gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Again this week, we're not talking about UFOs. There's a guy on Facebook. Whenever we do talk substantially about UFOs, he says, Oh no, another UFO episode. When I point to episodes that we didn't talk about UFOs on, I guess he listens. And I was thinking here... When we talk about the current interest in UFOs, and our guest Lee Vanderbo will possibly have some comments about this, it came from Ray Palmer in April 1965, and he had a magazine called Flying Saucers, which covered that subject and developments in space. The one thing about the magazine that was kind of different than a lot of others, he did not copyright the magazine, and everybody was free to copy or reprint his material, which we're actually going to do in a near-term newsletter at the Paracast forums, where he makes an interesting point here where he talks about the common statement from the Air Force in those days and now the Pentagon about UFOs, and that is, this is what he says, there is no evidence that Earth is being visited by extraterrestrial beings and there is no evidence of a threat to the security of the United States. And all these years, the government representatives have basically said the same thing, even though there's a lot of interest right now in the Pentagon's AARO program, they come up with the same thing. And I assume by evidence they must mean, well, therefore it's got to be E.T. landing in front of the White House lawn or recovering a spaceship. Of course, we have the Roswell things going on. Lee, welcome to the Paracast, and I'm proud to tell you that you are the second person we've had on the show with Emmys. Our first person is Tim Swartz, and maybe others, I just don't know who they are. But what did you win Emmys for? First off, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. But as for my Emmys, I spent 10 years at a uh, at a local TV news station as a promotions guy. I, I didn't do the actual news. I just I made the spots that... Uh, try to convince people to tune in to watch the news. Both my Emmys were for a segment that I sort of helped co-create. It was called Idahaunts, and it came about every Halloween. It was, uh, as you can imagine, ghost stories, haunted places around the, the, the state of Idaho, etc. We'd we'd send news crews, and I'd, I'd often be part of those as well. We'd produce some nicer-than-average TV segments and air them during, during the week of Halloween. We called the whole thing Idahaunts, kind of a mashup of Idaho and and haunts and and then the promos the commercials i made to get people to tune into that those are what i won uh, two emmys for congratulations tim tell our listeners again you're very welcome tim tell our listeners what you won an emmy for i have several actually the first one that i won is when i was working at uh, a television station in dayton ohio it was an emmy for uh, outstanding uh, editing 
for a news segment. This would have been in the early 1980s. Editing then was strictly analog. <laughs> no digital at all. That, that was my first one. And then, you know, kind of like Lee, I won several more when I worked at the uh, PBS station in uh, Indianapolis. And one of them was for a show that we did called Across Indiana. And it was a show that featured just, you know, interesting and, and weird stuff from uh, all across the state. And we had done a, uh, a Halloween program. And I did the very first segment of that, just talking about uh, various uh, ghost stories from Indiana's uh, history. And uh, it was actually judged in Toledo, Ohio. And I had a friend who worked at that station where it was judged. And even though he wasn't the judge, he told me afterwards that my story at the very beginning is what got the votes to win it. So I always, always, uh, uh, especially proud of that particular Emmy. <laughs> that's incredible. That's a, that's a great story. <laughs> yeah, across Indiana, uh, won the station a number of Emmys and, uh, I was the, uh, chief videographer and a producer on a number of the segments. So I ended up with, uh, with a handful of Emmys. <laughs> that's great. From what it sounds like is, is your, Mystery segment was a lot like the one we had here. That's kind of neat. We're kind of like brothers in arms. TV station, That's right. TV station producers uh, turned podcasters. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yes. When you say brothers in arms, I think of rock and roll. An album from Dire Straits, which was just a terrific, wonderful album. Anyway, let's get on with it, Lee, and <laughs> talk more about the work you did so we get an understanding of the kind of things you brought out. You produced a show called Ida Haunts, which I assume is haunted houses in Idaho. Yeah. So, uh, and this goes, this is, this is a handful of years ago, but yeah, that particular, those segments were, um, yeah, haunted houses. We went to some haunted or, or, you know, supposedly haunted places that had, uh, had stories and, and lore of, of supernatural stuff happening there. Houses were some of them, but things like old hospitals. There's an old abandoned school kind of out in the middle of nowhere in Idaho, which I know if you're not from Idaho, the whole state feels like it's in the middle of nowhere, but there are even more middle middles of nowhere. And that's one of them. And that, that school got turned into a, uh, a some kind of a medical, I, I forget what's, what was the tuberculosis there we go they use it as a tuberculosis place during that whole thing that happened decades and decades ago so those those are the places we'd go to and uh sometimes we'd be joined by some of those ghost hunter type uh type outfits you know there's a handful of paranormal uh investigator groups in every state and we've got a couple here in idaho and and they're a lot of fun and they were able to get us into places that even we as the news couldn't get into just because they had such good relationships with uh with owners and 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 neighbors and stuff uh i would say one of my uh one of the places we went is a place that i actually had an experience in believe it or not and that was just a a, a theater a community theater right uh, right smack right about two blocks away from the capital in boise idaho um, so that that one was probably the one where it's like, hey, I remember being here. I wonder if I wonder if so and so is going to show up this time. Uh, and and as for my level of involvement, I I didn't 
the actual news stories, uh, we had a, we had a news producer, you know, edit those and, and put them there. I'd, I'd be there for filming and for for a day of production, and then I I built all the promotions to uh, to get people to tune into it once they were once they were all put together. I feel like I'm rambling. Did I take us off the the, the train? If I have, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, we can get well, back on the I, railroad I here. Hear about okay. your... Say it again. I, I interrupted you. Yeah, I want to hear about your uh, your experience. I want some details. Oh sure. Uh, this was a, this is a place called uh, uh, it's Boise Boise Little Theater is the name of the community theater, and it's about two blocks away from the Capitol in Boise, Idaho. And I'll give you what happened to me, then I'll give you the little story background that I found out later. Um, and I guess you can make whatever uh, deductions you would like. Is as I was actually an actor back in the day, and we were doing a community uh, play. And we had a, a big set. It was a big, big, big set that even had a, a big rolling section that we would roll in for particular scenes. We'd close the curtains. We'd roll this whole new backdrop in, open the curtains back up, and that's how we would be in a whole different location. Well, the the way that the theater was set up is, and I'm using my hands as if people can see, and that's that's crazy. Uh, but all four all four corners uh, had had uh, swivable wheels because you couldn't make the corner around the stage unless, you know, you had to drive it like a fire truck. You know, someone had to steer it from the front. Someone had to steer it from the back. And my job during the set change really fast was to push from the back and then, uh, and be the hook and ladder driver of the fire truck, so to speak, and, and swivel it around the corner and then push it into its final spot and then get back into my spot for the, you know, for the curtain to come up. Let's break it here, Lee, and then we'll have sure. more. With that experience with Lee, Gene, and Tim, you're in the Paracast. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about after the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Tehebo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood, which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop, and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit ShopSuperTea.com. The first word is shop, spelled S-H-O-P, then the word super, and then the word tea. 
The complete website is shopsupertea.com or call us at 818-984-6100 Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-984-6100, shopsupertea.com. If you love them enough to turn off your music and pretend like their music is your music. Ah, this is mommy's jam. Then surely you'll check NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're in the right car seat. Let's play it again. Check today at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Act Council. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp-made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Lee Vanderboat, winner of Emmys, talking to us about an experience. And we're talking here about switching sets. Yes, presentation. yes, on the theaters. And what um, happened? Oh, sure. My job was to push from the back. In this particular show, uh, things, as, as anyone who's done community the- or any kind of live performance knows, that nothing ever goes according to plan. Uh, we were having one of those struggle kind of days. And anyway, we the, the curtains closed, time to change the setup. And I looked down and I saw something that shouldn't be there. So I reached, I, I went to go address that first. And then all of a sudden, and you know, the, the whole backdrop is being pushed away. And um, obviously people had to push it because it was too heavy for one person to pull from the front, which means someone had to pull it, someone had to push it. And then it made the corner. I didn't think anything about it. I thought, well, someone hopped in. That's, that's what you do. You know, you, you see something's not being done. You jump in and didn't think anything about it at all until the end of the show when the guy who was up in the front said, Hey, did you push that backdrop? And I said, no, no, I I got sidetracked working on something else. By the time I looked up, someone else was taking care of it. And he goes, that's the funny thing. I saw you 
working on that. And I've asked everybody else and no one pushed this thing. And I said, well, that's interesting because I swear I saw some, you know, you, you don't think about it, but you see someone pushing and he said, oh, all of us can say that we saw someone and it couldn't have happened on its own, even if the guy at the front had superhuman strength. The, the, the fact of the matter is it couldn't it, it couldn't make that corner. So we kind of chalked it up, you know, just sort of, you know, in the whole theater world, there's there's always something that's haunted. So we just sort of assumed that was a ghost. And I moved on only to find out that this particular theater is the second location. The first location burned down a uh, hundred years ago or so and people died. It, it wasn't a, uh, you know, a burned down in the middle of the night and and how sad it was people lost their lives. But when they built the new location, again, this is, I don't know, 80, 100 years ago or so, they actually brought some of the big beams from, you know, building materials. They brought them over to the new place to sort of, I guess, in remembrance or or or, or whatever. But that was sort of the paying homage, I guess, to the first location. So so much of the actual structural place of of this new building, if you call an 80-year-old building new, was leftover from a building that burned down with sadly uh, uh, people inside of it that lost their lives and come to find out my story isn't the only one apparently a kid fell through a stage door uh, the the trap doors at the bottom something came loose and he was on stage and he fell and it's a 20 foot drop down to the bottom where all the furnace and equipment and you know i mean industrial stuff is at so of course this happens. The whole this I'm, I wasn't there. I'm, this is a secondhand story, but I've heard it from multiple people. That the people go running down. You know, the whole audience gasps. You know, they stop everything. People go racing down, and they open the door that was locked. You know, big industrial equipment and stuff. And they said, and the kid was just standing there, and he was he was perfectly okay. And they said, "Are you okay?" He goes, "Oh yeah, the nice man caught me." Hmm. So I don't know if it was the same nice man who helped uh, helped us. On, on a really crazy night getting our, our set exchanged. But the general consensus is, is apparently this isn't a scary person. This is someone who wants the show to go on. So I, 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 whether it was real, whether it was imagined, whether it was otherworldly or, or easy to explain to someone who knows more about stuff than me, I'm certainly very thankful for, for the help on the day and also for, for saving the life of a young kiddo. You know, you don't think about those things till you hear the stories behind them and you go, oh, my gosh, what if what if that was what it was? What do you think it was? Well, that's a good question, because I'm perpetually what I use the word when I when I was emailing you. And I, I wish I remembered the phrase uh, something along the lines of paranormally agnostic <laughs> in the sense that I don't not believe it. But at the same time, I'm not sure if we'll ever truly be able to know if some of these things exist. You know, not uh, I'm not um, atheistic in the sense that, oh, no, it can, it can never happen. I'm just one of those people that would love to see. And I, I'm, as I'm saying this, I realize how, uh, how hypocritical it sounds to say, I want to see something with my own eyes when I literally saw something with my own eyes. So... Uh, yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll I'll chalk I'll chalk that one up to the uh, to the uh, to the probably column of 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 something otherworldly helping us out a little bit. I'm not sure if that answers your question. It'll work. It'll work. I understand about being <laughs> agnostic about a lot of these things because the problem we run into 
is where people are already ready to provide an answer. Ghosts or spirits of the dead. Bigfoot, well, I don't know, a missing link. Or interdimensional visitors. UFOs, UAPs, flying saucers. Gotta be E.T. It's gotta be. Gotta be. It could be other things. It could be interdimensional, which is kind of a spin-off of E.T. because they or it comes from someplace else. They could be time travelers. They could be your collective unconscious, or it's all our imaginations. But what kind of wild imaginations must we have? Other than that experience you're telling us, Lee, anything else? I mean, there, there's been a there's been a whole handful of things. You know, I've I've uh, you know, speaking of 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 Tim and editing on uh, on analog stuff. When I was in college, I took a video production class, and we had to. Uh, it was kind of a hybrid. It was digital film, so it was a software called the Video Toaster. So it was as close mm-hmm. to film as you can get before, you know, slicing with razor blades. It was, it was anyway. That, that's besides the point. I was, I, it was three o'clock in the morning. I was working on a project that, of course, was due at eight o'clock the next morning, and there I am doing it at the last minute. I'm in this uh, a building is the communication department, which is where uh, where this uh, particular class would take place. And they had editing booths up and down the halls. And I had the door open because no one else was there. And, um, and someone, I, I, you know, someone comes up to me and, you know, you can just tell someone's right there. And it wasn't scary. I just thought maybe because it wasn't uncommon for other people to come and go late at night. That's just us in this film, film video world where we're kind of night owls. So I thought, well, someone must have come in. And they're coming in to say hi, and they're waiting for me to finish what I'm working on before they say hi. And I turned around to ask if I need to close the door. And of course, no one's there. And I hear so then I hear someone walking around upstairs. Okay, it's an old building. I'll go. I'll go see. Maybe maybe I missed them, and they're upstairs. I'll go say hi. Whole place. Whole place was completely just. I, I followed footsteps all the way to the end of end of the hallway, and then there was nothing in the hallway. It, you know, you're actually actively chasing them as, as they go. And had I have thought at the time that that was anything ghostly, I probably wouldn't have done it. I'm I'm not afraid to admit that I would probably be, you know, needing a, a change of underwear. But I legitimately felt like it was a real person, so that's why I was in a sane mind, I guess, so to speak, of of, of being able to just look for something. And uh, and I also lived in a house in in Boise for a year that we had some crazy. Crazy paranormal things happen, although never to me, only to women. We will find out oh, what okay. happened to these women in our next segment with Lee, Jean, Tim, you're in the Paracast. <laughs> Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. It's obvious the unthinkable continues. Most Americans know something very wrong is happening. People in charge keep telling you that everything's fine and to stop noticing. But you know better. That's why self-reliant folks are investing in emergency food storage. And you should, too. My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, are the ones you can trust. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners averaging over 2,000 calories per day. 
Save $200 on each three-month food kit you purchase. My Patriot Supply also sells solar generators, gravity-powered water filters, off-grid room heaters for when the power goes out, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your items ship that same day and arrive quickly on your doorstep in unmarked boxes. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com today. Time is running out to prepare for what's coming. MyPatriotSupply.com USA News Update. To Israel this hour, were families of the hostages still being held by Hamas terrorists in excruciating pain, worrying about the fate of their loved ones as we approach the 100-day mark on Sunday that they were kidnapped. Very little news in the American media about them. In other news, the Biden administration finally taking out targets in Yemen, including a Houthi radar site. This after the group has attacked ships in the Red Sea more than 100 times in recent months. The Department of Defense says to expect retaliation for the action. To Iowa now, where it's been snowing and freezing cold, presidential hopefuls making their last-minute pitch to voters ahead of the caucuses Monday night. Former President Trump canceling some weekend rallies. He releases a video message. It's going to be a little bit of a trek. Nobody knows how exactly we're going to get there, but we're going to figure it out. And I'm Laura Winters, USA News. What kind of help does the IRS have for identity theft victims? If you suspect you're a victim of tax-related identity theft, go to irs.gov slash identity theft to learn how to prevent potential refund fraud and protect your tax account. At the IRS, combating tax-related identity theft is a top priority, and we are committed to prevention, detection, and assisting victims, and we're working with law enforcement to catch the criminals. For more info, go to irs.gov slash identity theft to learn what the IRS is doing to help protect you. Seven million children suffer from asthma, more than any other chronic disease. Most asthma attacks are caused by allergic reactions to allergens, including those left behind by cockroaches and mice. In fact, 82% of U.S. households contain mouse allergens, and cockroaches are found in up to 98% of urban homes. How can you protect your family? Find out at PestWorld.org. A message from the National Pest Management Association and the American College of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. There's no reason why you shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. And I'm going to give you a free copy of my lecture that tells you exactly how to do it. In fact, after you've lived a long and healthy life, there should be only two documents in your medical chart, a birth certificate and a death certificate. I'm Dr. Wallach with a warning. If you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol, high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, and other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. My free lecture is going to reveal what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. And it's all in my free lecture called Deadly Recipe. So call toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. Again, that's toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. 1-855-79-YOUNG. Hi, it's Grant Cameron from PresidentialUFO.com. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. I should let our listeners know that I think amongst shows of this type, we tend to have our guests work in a pretty quiet background, except for occasional dogs or 
or fans or something because we use an app with a feature called Denoise where it samples the background noise for three seconds and then adjusts it by its own algorithms. And the thing is here, I think a couple of times when I started talking, my voice was gone because it decided I was background noise. <laughs> All right. Uh, Tim agrees, by Intel- the way. It's an intelligent app. Extremely. Brilliant <laughs> app. Uh, by the way, the app is called Audio Hijack, by the way, by a company called Rogue Amoeba. And it's available strictly on the Mac OS platform. Let's continue with Lee Vanderbo. Talking about an experience here that you said only impacted women, pray tell. Yeah, this takes us back to the early 2000s, give or take. I was, I was in grad school living in a house with two other guys, single dudes, and, and we had lots of friends come and go. And we all had lady friends at the time, girlfriends. And, uh, and this is before any of them even got to know each other. Um, I, my particular girlfriend would... I mean, I'm consolidating lots and lots of story here, but what she would start seeing is somebody outside the window in a stained red shirt and what she described as a melted face. And she would tell me about him sometimes in almost like a trance-like fashion and just saying, don't let him in. He wants to come in. Don't let him in. I sort of chalked that up to bad dreams. She would hear what she described as cannons going off, you know, uh, down the street. And again, I sort of chalked this off to bad dreams. He had pretty vivid dreams. And then about a month or two later, one of my roommates' gals, uh, girlfriends, well, he only had one girlfriend, one of my roommates' girlfriend, there we go. I wake up and I go out. It's about 10 o'clock in the morning. I'm on college time. And, and I see her and she's just sitting there and she is white as a ghost. I ask her what happened, and and in her own way, she described the exact same thing, except she described the sounds as bombs, and she, but she said the same thing. She saw a guy with, she described it differently, but, you know, a stained red shirt and a pretty chewed up face outside. And she goes, and the worst part is he was looking in your window. And at this point now, now it's no longer just my girlfriend having terrible nightmares. Now someone, and this is, and these two gals don't even know each other. The same descriptions happened over and over and over again. And I'd even have friends over, you know, just just true friends who were girls. And some of them refused to ever come back. One of them just screamed in the middle of a movie, a comedy movie, Super Troopers, uh, not exactly a jump scare kind of show, and ran out the door and refused to ever. I, I didn't even talk to her for two weeks until she explained what happened. And we had many, many scenarios. So we had we had the the guy with the red stained red shirt. We the three guys, we never saw we never saw him, we never heard anything, but it was always the same thing from the ladies. Don't let him in. He wants to come in. And of course we're going, how do you not let a ghost in? What are the rules? Do you if you turn in a half circle to your left and burp your name, does that is that ghost code for come on in? We we didn't know. So we sort of played it off as just I think it was our way of, of not being scared was just to just, you know, make fun of it. We never taunted it, though. We were very, uh, very specific not to ever do that. Years later, I just happened to be on a website, uh, the Idaho Statesman, which is one of the newspapers here in the Boise area. And for whatever reason, I, I don't know, I, I very rarely, I was a newspaper reporter at the rival newspaper, you know, several years before this. So why I went to this one, I have no idea. But I just, 
went to the Idaho Statesman's website and front page story was about a gal who had come. I, I, I maybe get some of the details wrong, but the general gist of it is she came forward saying that her mother, 20, 30 years ago, had killed their father because he was abusive and a jerk, apparently. And the, and the kids helped. And she was one of the kids and she can't live with it anymore. She's coming forward and they go and they, they, they find the, they find the mother and she says, yeah, you know what? That's been a while ago. I admit to it. I don't regret any of it, et cetera, et cetera. And then they described what happened. Actually, I'll describe where it happened. It happened two or three houses down from where we were in the direction of the cannons and the, and the bombs and all of those sounds. And what it was, was they drugged this gentleman's ice cream Maybe gentleman is is a stretch considering his reputation, but they they drug his ice cream and then shot him in the face with a shotgun. Hmm. So I'm thinking, well, there's your there's your cannons, there's your bombs, there's the chewed up face, there's the stained red shirt. You know, I, I I'm not a I'm not a gun expert, but I would I'm pretty sure that a a shotgun at close range to the face would kind of give a melted face kind of a look at, at, at to say the very least that's my that's my most extreme one and and other than a few creepy times in the house i never once saw this guy i never once uh you know i never felt him i never you know stayed up at night staring out of the at the window no one ever caught me in a trance but it, it happened to the gals and only the gals and i did have one gal uh say well that's because your boys the reason you're not seeing it is because you're not as sensitive. And I don't know if there's anything to that. Maybe uh, maybe some folks out there can weigh in as to whether or not, you know, genetically women are more attuned to those kind of things or not. But um, but yeah, us, us three never once never saw a single thing. They put you down. You're not sensitive enough. You're not I, psychic enough. I guess so. Yeah. I uh, is it bad to say that. Uh, it, part of it maybe because you didn't want to see something in the time, you know. I mean, it was it was pretty scary. And now, you know, twenty years removed from all this, I think to myself, "Oh man, if if only I if only I could have seen something." Because the the vividness to which people would describe this particular guy, and it was always the exact same. Um, you almost want to see something like that for yourself. But I wonder why that house and not the house that he was killed in. You said that the house you were staying in was a few houses down from where yes. the murder actually happens. Good catch. I left out a bit of a detail uh, when when and I didn't mean to when they when they talked to her. She said, yep, I did this. But I'm not going to tell you what I did with him. Hmm. And they went to the house and they. Did their grids? They they put the. By the way, the people who lived in that particular house were renters. Can you imagine trying to live out the rest of your lease after that? They put them in a hotel. They tore the floorboards up. They dug out the backyards with uh, with backhoes and and everything else, and never found a single thing. And part of me wonders. We we had a uh, you know this is a part of town that was older, so there were coal chutes, and they were all blocked up in every single house. And uh, we had a, a a door that would open up into the crawl space basement we never went down there because it stunk so bad that we had duct tape around all of the seams and even on certain days some of that smell would still waft up so we had to have everything all duct taped up and sealed up tight and then never went into the room 
that accessed to that uh, to the downstairs. So there's a part of me that wonders. Well, I, I'm not even going to say what what what, what I wonder, but um, <laughs> I, I'm just I'm throwing that out there. Well, considering that everybody or you know the the women were seeing the ghost outside that building. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and he wanted in awful bad, but never inside. Yeah, yeah. No one saw him inside the house. You're you're spot on. It was always outside. Outside wanting in. Yes. Mm-hmm. And no one described him, you know, I mean, horror movies were obviously still a thing back then. It's not like they're a new invention. So so the first thing that kind of comes to your mind is, wait a minute, is this like one of those the way they're describing this particular person physically, is this is this a, a, a used-to-be person, or is this a never-was-a-person? And they all said, oh, no, he's a person. He's just in real bad shape. Well, we'll have to find out what kind of shape that is, more about it, about this person. With Lee, Gene, and Tim, you're in. The Paracast. <laughs> Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. If you love mysteries, you'll love these two books by Tim R. Swartz and Sean Castile. In Mimics, The Others Among Us, you'll learn about the strange beings that can look like us, but are not. In Alien Artifacts, Incredible Evidence of Exotic Material from UFO Encounters, you'll see the hard evidence of UFOs that has been ignored or even hidden. These books will definitely blow your mind, and both are now available on Amazon.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Do you know someone with a drug or alcohol problem? Get help now. Insurance may cover everything. Stop the drug and alcohol nightmare. Call 800-284-0523. Learn how through the Family Medical Leave Act, you can leave your job without losing your job. Locations everywhere. Get immediate help for drug and alcohol problems. Call now. 800-284-0523. 800-284-0523. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. Wellness and self-care doesn't have to be complicated. So keep it simple and take good care of yourself with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Our heating pads soothe pains in the neck, back, and shoulders while relaxing muscles and increasing blood circulation. 
Sunny Bay heating pads have always been made in the USA and hand-filled to perfection with the highest quality materials. Sunny Bay heating pads are the perfect wellness gift for loved ones or yourself. See all of our high-quality products at sunny-bay.com, including heated body pads, neck pillows, heated neck and body wraps, and our stress-reducing lavender line. They're all affordable, durable, and in stock now and ready for immediate shipping direct from sunny-bay.com. Read our trusted, authentic, and real reviews at sunny-bay.com or just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pad. To your good health and wellness from Sunny Bay. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. There's no reason why you shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. And I'm going to give you a free copy of my lecture that tells you exactly how to do it. In fact, after you've lived a long and healthy life, there should be only two documents in your medical chart, a birth certificate and a death certificate. I'm Dr. Wallach with a warning. If you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol, high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, and other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. My free lecture is going to reveal what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. And it's all in my free lecture called Deadly Recipe. So call toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. Again, that's toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. 1-855-79-YOUNG. Hi, this is Nick Pope. You're listening to The Paracast. What I was thinking about this person, Lee, is that would this be someone that cannot enter your home unless invited? That's the impression I got. But again, I'm not an expert on ghosts. I can't see them. I can't talk with them. I know some people either can or at least claim that they can, but uh, I am I'm not. So I, the impression I got was that very much wanted to come inside, but needed to be invited or 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 something along those lines wasn't able to come in on his own accord how about that well you know the answer there don't let him in (laughs) yeah that movie came out about uh there was a movie about was it called let Let me in or something well there was also a song from paul mccartney somebody knocking at my door (laughs) yeah yeah that maybe who knows maybe it was a beatles flashback Maybe we saw Paul. Wasn't Paul supposed to be dead? We had an episode that covered that. (laughs) Yeah, not too long ago, in fact. Hard to believe that after all this time, we're still talking about that particular urban legend. Yeah, and he's uh, outlived half of the band, so... Now I have heard I have heard the uh, the conspiracy theories that he was replaced. Have you have you guys heard that one where he truly is dead and it's a replacement uh, musician that we've got instead of instead of the original? Well, is sure a talented replacement musician? <laughs> kind of a Bubba Hotep situation with Paul McCartney. <laughs> I love that movie. Oh, me too. <laughs> uh. Are you familiar with that one, Gene? Absolutely not. Oh, that's a great one with uh, Bruce Campbell. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep, yep. 
where he's uh, he uh, Bruce Campbell is actually playing uh, Elvis Presley, who um, he had gotten somebody to replace him so he could retire and enjoy life, but now he's broke and living in a uh, decrepit nursing home along with um, John Kennedy, who uh, uh, had uh, actually um, undergone surgery to make him look like a, uh, I can't remember now, who was the actor who, who played was it him? Ozzie, was it Ozzie, Ozzie Davis? Yes, yes, Ozzie Davis. So, yeah, the two, the, and, and fighting a, uh, uh, a soul-stealing mummy. <laughs> yeah, that's a the triple soul, threat of awesomeness. A soul stealing mummy. Yes. Yep. Yep. It's a great movie. <laughs> well, it was not Imhotep. <laughs> it sounds almost like the TV show Stargate SG One, where these power sites called Gauls can possess a host, a human, and take over. <laughs> So was Stargate, I know we're kind of going off a little bit, but was Stargate SG-1, that was the TV show, was it? I saw the movie. Was it based on the movie? Because it had the similar setup with the with ancient Egyptians and, and things of the sorts. Well, the movie was produced and directed by Dean Devlin and Roman Emmerich, who brought us Independence Day a couple of years later. And they finished the movie up, then they decided at MGM to make a TV show with different producers. Okay. So the actors from the movie, with I think maybe one exception, were replaced by people more known on TV, like Richard Dean Anderson, who was MacGyver. Mm-hmm. So he took he Kurt Russell's spot, correct? He took Kurt Russell's spot. Michael Shanks, who looked a little like James Spader back then, took the role of Daniel Jackson. Most of the other roles were recast. And the show took the basic Stargate concept and started out as a sequel to the movie and then went on for 10 years, 10 years, and then spawned two spinoffs, Stargate Atlantis, Stargate Universe. And there's been talk over and over and over again for some kind of renewal of it, a reboot or a continuation. And what makes it interesting here is that MGM was bought out by Amazon. So Amazon owns MGM and therefore is a part owner of James Bond franchise. But they haven't done anything with Stargate. Whereas the people involved, they've all gone on to do other things pretty much. Like the one who played Samantha Carter, the blonde woman Amanda Tapping is now someone who directs very much. She became a director and a producer. So, you know, Stargate forever. There's still a lot to like in those shows. Some of them are cheesy, but I had a lot of fun with them. I still watch it occasionally. I'm uh, not going to lie. When you when you mentioned the James Bond thing in the context of Stargate, I, I thought the road you were heading on was going to be a mashup of James Bond goes to the Stargates. Thought, now there's there's a premise that I've never heard. That would that would be something. Get Daniel well, Craig one last one last shot into the farthest reaches of the of the universe. Well, I think what's going to happen is James Bond could go 
Superman because Henry Cavill is one of the actors still being considered for the next James Bond. I did not know that. That's uh well, he he can do it. He's a talented dude and he's got the right look, that's for sure. He's got an almost perfect look if you see him in the movie Man from Uncle based on the American TV series. Yes, one of my played, favorite movies that came out that year. Where he played the Robert Vaughn part Napoleon solo. He looks like a James Bond type character. And he also played mm-hmm. in one of the Mission Impossible movies with Tom Cruise with a mustache. Anyway, I don't know why we're talking about this. Let's get on with <laughs> the world of the paranormal. Yes, because that would be more into what we're keeping. In a related subject, I caught something here that we got a link for. The 10 most Googled monsters in the U.S., Lee. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, how do you do this? Do you look up monsters? Do you look up cryptids? How do you come up with these 10? Sure. So as for the methodology, um, I can't really speak to how they did the numbers in terms of Google searches, but I can tell you how I started it and how I handed it off and then and then what I got back from it. How about that? So what I did is I I, I got on Google because that's where we all go. And I, I, uh, I looked up all the different cryptids and and uh, and things of those sorts in each of the 50 states. And I, I made this big list. You know, and, and sometimes Bigfoot would show up more than once, as you could imagine, or Sasquatch or how, you know, sometimes even other names. But um, I, I tried to associate them with uh, the states as best as I could, because I kind of wanted to be a combination of of the paranormal, but also sort of a state by state bragging rights kind of a thing, because I know that's uh, that's a popular thing for some people. And I and I, I took this huge list. And I send it uh, send it over to uh, to some web guys who who do the, the the keyword research and stuff or whatever it takes to determine the numbers. And what what we got back was the top ten of those based on Google searching. I, I know that sounds ambiguous. I just don't know how the how 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 they did it. But I know that they did it, and they had their methodology, and they showed it to me, and I tried to make it seem like I understood what they were saying. They had numbers, and they had graphs, and they had charts, and they had everything else. But methodology-wise, that's what we started off with, a list of hundreds, and uh, we ended up with a list of, what was it, top 10? Uh, Top 10. Yeah, the top 10 most Google searches for the cryptids here in the uh, the United States. And not even uh, the continental U.S., I believe Alaska and, well, Hawaii for sure, because I think they even made the list as an honorable mention. But, yeah, we we took uh, took cryptids from, from all over up, down, left, right, wherever it was, we, we took them, put them on the list, and those are the 10 that made it to the top. This is interesting. I'd like to talk about some of these. Maybe we can see what they are. I didn't sure. recognize some of these, okay? So number 10, skunk ape from Florida. What, pray tell, is a skunk ape? Well, from what I can tell, and I don't live in Florida. I visited. It's uh, It's very flat, and it's very humid. Um, the skunk ape seems a lot like your, I don't want to say run of the mill Bigfoot, you know, as if that's a run of the mill thing, but, uh, it seems like a, a Bigfoot like creature who just has a terrible, terrible odor. And, uh, the commonality of people who have those experiences with this guy or gal or whatever, um, 
the smell precedes the sighting. Apparently, it's such an overpowering stench that uh, that's almost more of a of a visceral clue that you're around it than even seeing it or hearing it. So, if I had to sum it up in three words, it's Bigfoot that smells. <laughs> well, okay, we'll hear about other big feet. Maybe that's it. He's got big feet, and therefore they smell. Anyway, Lee, Gene, Tim, you're in the Paracast. <laughs> for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. I had no idea it would destroy my life. But before it happened, I had a successful business in Austin, Texas. Everyone laughed at me when I shut that business down, but I could not ignore the wake-up call. I was volunteering on a project to get locally grown food into a school. That project was a complete failure, and I discovered that there were few local farmers, there's only four days worth of food in the grocery stores, and everything comes 1,500 miles via a just-in-time trucking system. I lost friends and family who told me I was crazy to worry about that, but I kept at it. I'm Marjorie Wildcraft. Those of us who know what's going on in the world know you need to become self-reliant before the dollar collapses. I've created a free webinar at GCNfood.com. I can show you, like I've shown hundreds of thousands of people, how to grow lots of food, even if you have no experience, you're older, or you're out of shape. Do it now, before the stores are boarded up and food is not available at any price. Go to GCNfood.com. GCNfood.com.